0: Yo, what is up, Podcast Nation? It's your host here, Mama Matunda, and we're back again for Episode 6. If you're new here, please, please watch, please listen to the previous episodes because this is more like a sequence, and if you just bump into Episode 6, you won't clearly understand everything, okay? If, if you're an audience here, welcome back, and we're about to kickstart Episode 6. So, Episode 6 is going to be quite different. I won't talk about my adventures. with hot sense or mama's love this this one's gonna be different this one's gonna be a bit personal it's gonna be about um, my experiences with investing all right so anyways i hope you enjoy and i hope you learn a thing or two from my adventures all right starting off we're gonna start in the year 2018 after i got my butt kicked in new york i'm back in tz we're in class it's a free lesson. So. I'm, I'm sitting next to perfect and i see this guy holding a prospectus it was a vodacom prospectus and so he i was so then i was like yo could you teach me what you're doing like what the prospectus thing is all about i was like yeah sure so then he shows me the financial statements he he shows me how to read them like the EBITDA, the earnings for a year the income tax etc etc he teaches me all that the balance sheet how it looks like and it was say, it was really beautiful actually um the mo- it was it it was basically a demo you know like how when you're playing games and then you you get to taste the demo so basically i was testing my demo when it comes to analyzing investments when we're both going through the prospectus the vodacom prospectus so it was great really i really thumbs up to perfect okay so when we finished from three and i had to come back for the holiday but the one thing that was in my mind was like okay the next time I'll come back to form 4 I have aced this investing aspect like I know everything about it cool cool so I'm like alright, let's do this so then I, I, I come to my grandma's place and I get myself a room and this is where I used to work like I I, I already went through my YouTube and I looked for recommendations of what the best books alright so I got intelligent investor little book to value investing I got the security analysis so I got all these books here, and I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna read these books and I'm gonna and hopefully by the end of it all I'll have a clear knowledge on how to analyze stocks fundamentally okay so yeah so I started with the little book to value investing by John Bogle I read through all that book it was pretty good actually I learned the importance of diversification. I learned a thing or two about how to calculate PE ratios and all that. The, the, the new metrics to analyzing stocks. I learned a little bit of what that what that tastes like. So as soon as I was done with that, I went for the Intelligent Investor. Now the Intelligent Investor, my friend, was one kick to the was one kick to the balls for me, cause um, basically the Intelligent Investor was like. It was complicated for me. The fact, the fact that I had to read through a 600-page book was just wow for me, cause I had never stretched that far before. Like a 600-page book. That's one. Two, you you're reading, you're reading through this book, and you're trying. And I was like very new. I was like fresh off the bed. I, I didn't know lots of terminology, so I read through this book and I have a very difficult time understanding it. So then I learned, so then I'm just I read through, I see ticker symbols, I see closing price, I see the Dow Jones, the Nasdaq, historical comparisons. I'm like, "What the hell is this man?" It was very confusing for me. I learned, of course, but there were very even even though I was at the midst of my confusion, there were very beautiful values I got from that book. And when I was like, mm, I don't clearly get this book. I just went to my YouTube. I wrote down book summary for the Intelligent Investor, watched every episode there was, summarized it, and tried to compromise it into a way I would understand and I would apply it. Boom. Last book I read was Interpretation of Financial Statements. Oh, by the way, Intelligent Investor and the Interpretation for Financial Statements were both written by Benjamin Graham, who was the mentor of uh, Warren Buffett, the investing legend we know of today. Yeah, so like um, I read all these books and I was like, I was like, I was, I was, I would say I was at the, I was at my best form at that time. And we go back for school and when we were at school, my parents used to give me this pocket money and I remember I would spend it like during the early days of Form 4, you know, before she got crazy and Guno became Guno. So yeah. I remember it was crazy i had my pocket money and i remember i would spend it all on i would ask this teach due to limited resources i would ask my teacher one of my teachers close teacher friend relationship i would ask him to Go print me out one of these annual reports, like the Apple annual report. So then he'll print them out for me, and I'll go read these annual reports. I'll just go brush through. I'll read, I'll read, I'll read. I'll do the numbers. (laughs) Later on, I came to realize that reading the entire annual report was very time-wasting. It was non-productive because I eventually came to realize that, you know, in an annual report, the basic things you should know about is... What the company is about like what the company does what's its business you should look at the numbers and the competitive advantage for the annual report i just look at what the business is about and the numbers the rest i'll just get them off from the internet so anyways so like i i went through the apple annual reports 10 years finished that i went through this stock called aware from the us 10 years worth of annual reports i finished that so i'm like i'm like whoa this shit's great but then unfortunately these teachers are all like oh we're all too busy and stuff so it became very hard for me to get these annual reports and the fact that Form four is becoming a pain in the ass yeah it even made situations worse for me so as time went on my peak performance started to collapse and by the time i finished my Form four i had only i had only remembered very few things so I had to go revive my stock marketing knowledge, so then the first few weeks of the Form 4 holiday, I would just read through all these books again, I started all over, I would brush through all these YouTube videos just, just to get back to where I was, or to much more greater heights than what I was back in January 2019, and that worked well, I mean, I had gotten a lot more experience um i had more productive use i had more productive calculators i didn't have to do everything by hand all the time so it was great and so i was like okay so i got all this knowledge now it's time for investing so investing for me i'd always dreamed of investing in the nyse because basically all these stuff I learned about, like index funds, the Dow Jones, the S&P, the ticker symbols, the Amazon, Misfit, AAPL, all this, like, all this is American and I just learned all that, so then my interpretation was that I would probably invest in American stocks, but it didn't turn out to be what I expected, so I had to start from home, be a patriot, Matunda, that's what the universe was trying to tell me, I guess. So, um, I had, uh, I had had to go through the dsc website. There were like 28, 27 companies, and basically this, these were my investing strategies I got from my books at that time. So I had to find the intrinsic value, basically a bargainable. I had to find if the company was sold at a bargainable price or not. If it was sold for a price that was not within my bargain, I would dismiss it. If it was sold within my bargain. I would take it into further consideration that was principle number one principle number two was that the company had to be listed in the stock market for like 10 plus years that was qualification number two qualification number three was it needed to have stable net profits like net profits needed to grow stably like the i should see stability in the net profit growth That was number three number four i should see consistent annual dividend payments like that just shows that a company can pay you well in good times and bad times and the dividend payout should be growing you see so yeah after i sold those qualify those were my qualifications so it's easy for me to brush out because Most of the companies failed, most of the companies actually failed because they didn't reach my tenure qualification mark and the intrinsic value, so I was like kill, 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 and I remember I was left with six companies, and all those six companies made it to my, made it to the, made it to the qualification, and they had to go through further analysis, so like, so then i remember it was um uh kcb bank it was uh, jubilee holdings nmb crdb Twigger and uh tanga cement so these six companies these were the big guys right eh? so then like i had to look at the 10-year net profit like 10-year growth in net profit so then um seem like simba cement the tanga cement dropped off because like it had made losses in between and it didn't pay dividends so that was knocked out and so these other five companies now this is where reality kicks in was that most of the companies most of the companies back then were most of the up to this moment most of the companies in tanzania like the way i see it's not like something that goes brrr, like goes straight up or like and it's kind of unstable like one moment it's up the other moment it's down and all that so i had to look very carefully so i looked through all that and uh i i think Twigger fell off for that reason it felt to show me a growth it felt to show me a growth so tanzania and portland was knocked out and so crdb crdb was very fluctuative. so i eventually had remained with jubilee kcb and nmb and when I went for further analysis, for my third analysis, all of them had dividends, by the way. The five companies had dividend payouts. So my, when, when we went through the third analysis, the third analysis was looking at the competitive advantages. So then I had to research. I had to go through Jubilee. Jubilee was apparently one of the best insurance companies in all of all over East Africa. That was its competitive position. It's the best in the it's the best insurance company in all over east africa and it's been around for like 70 plus years and it knows what it's doing kcb well it's the best commercial bank in kenya now kcb's r- main rival is equity so i remember i had a time there was this time i was very confused was like should i really go for kcb and um nmb nmb was apparently the biggest and the best bank in tanzania but still I have never seen such a rival, like, the rivalry between NMB and D B, it caught me, I it made it very hard for me to conclude that NMB was better than CRDB, despite the fact that NMB had bigger net profits and all, but CRDB, it showed something, you know man, I would say D B and NMB are basically like, the La Liga expression of the old classic. It was basically like Real Madrid and Barcelona. So you're like, so which one's gonna make it? Which one's gonna make it? Okay. So yeah, it, yeah. So eventually, I got those three companies and I started with those. I went to my brokerage. It's um Arc Financials. I went to them. I filled up a form. So thank God, this is the only time I got to hear that you're 17 and you're allowed to invest because most of the official things are like you have to be 18 you have to be 18 so then these guys they considered me for being 17 and they're like yeah sure you can apply so then I apply okay so then I get this KYC form I fill it up I get my passport identification photo and um, I remember so my mom promised me like when we we're starting from like she promised me that if I did if I finish my form for well she would award me with five M to invest, so that was a cash head start, and I'd done my research pretty well. So yeah, so I I went to my mom. I was like, hey, I filled up these forms. She gave me the cash. We went to invest. So like, we invested. So then I had to give out the proportions. Now, okay, so here's here's where challenge number one kicks in. KCB and Jubilee these two companies they're actually they're main they're mainly branching Kenya and they're actually Kenyan companies. The reason why they're in the DSC is because of something known as a cross list. A cross list which means that a company in Kenya can list itself in Tanzania and Uganda due to the East African relations we have. Now the disadvantage to that is that it becomes it takes months, it takes days for us to process the, the, the money convert into k shillings and buy shares from there someone has to sell their shares in order for me to get in so then that was a very long process and um unfortunately I couldn't get KCB and Jubilee for that reason so I had to deviate the cash into other Tanzanian stocks which I saw were considered of value later on. So December went through quite easily so that was basically December December of 2019 so we are here in January and I read this book called I will teach you to be rich now there's where I learned the true power of compound interest and I learned of something the Americans call dollar cost averaging which is basically setting a certain amount of dollars and you dedicate them into investing now here I'll call it shillings cost averaging so that's that is one of the key takeaways i took from the book so it talks about like let's say i earn this um, i earn this portion of money i take a small portion of it and i go invest okay so with that and imagine i have an initial investment there and i keep on adding on money and all this money gets affected by compound interest and um usually investing i think investing i usually look at a long-term perspective and most successful investors i've studied most of them of whom i've seen we talk about the bill gates the warren buffets the the jeff bezos i mean all of these guys the reason to why they're very wealthy at this time from my theory is that most of these comp- most of these billionaires i talked to i just mentioned have their companies listed in the nyse and all that and if you look at the reason to why they're what they are today is because they held their companies they hold the stocks they hold the shares to their companies from when they were at infancy and all the way to where they are at now so so that's a simple demonstration of long-term investing Jeff Bezos Bill Gates Ryan Buffett take these guys look back to when Microsoft and um, Amazon and uh, Berkshire Hathaway's were starting off, look at their share prices, look at them now, and look at how much shares they hold there, and so you see the difference, and that is basically the power of compound interest, a simple example, all right, so from when when I finished reading the book, that's when I realized, huh, so investing isn't a a one-time thing, I remember I used to foolishly, I used to foolishly elude myself saying that, okay, if I get a million shillings that's when i'll go invest again if i get 800 thousand shillings like what's this little money gonna do so turns out when i read that book i was like it opened my eyes and i realized that no 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 i don't need to earn i don't need to save a million i don't need i don't need to miraculously get a million that's just that's just foolish like i just have to i just have to go with the pace of the turtle like you know the turtle hair race yeah so basically i have to have to win that race the turtle style you get what i'm saying so yeah so as soon as i finished that reading that book that's when i realized the importance of what shillings cost averaging was and what compound interest does to those who follow such principles and from that moment on that's where i came up with a new principle i came up with my own style and i call it the 10 i call it the ten dollar strategy now the ten dollar strategy was basically this so I would take my money from like each week i i close the accounts for hot cents each week so each and every week i would um i would take i would withdraw ten dollars i would save them up and at the end of the month that's 40 dollars. at the end of the month i would invest in the stock market i invest in these stocks and um that was very helpful not only did i do that i one other thing i learned was the power of diversification diversification between stocks and bonds so i remember one of my branches would provide 40 dollars a month still does provide 40 dollars a month for investing in the stock market and the other one would provide 40 dollars a month for me to invest in the bonds now the equivalent of 40 dollars in tanzanian shillings so that's like around ninety-two thousand. so generally i would invest like 184k i would contribute 184k each month into investing so that is what i learned that was, that was my key takeaway and what i really learned was that even young people have a, an advantage to this game of compound interest because if you look at it when something compounds for like if the initial investments the additional cash you put in and you compound this you look at this at a long term like 10 20 years and I have nothing to lose anyways because it's not like I'm gonna retire or anything I'm, I'm, I'm not in need without money you see so like this compound interest game works for us like 10 20 years when we retire when we're in our 60s 30 40 years and um, the value like if you look at the initial investments and all these additional money we've been investing this stuff could make us millionaires billionaires or trillionaires in Tanzanian Chileans perspective by the way so yeah so the moment I realized this I was like huh okay so this will be my long-term plan this will be my long-term strategy so I'll consistent I'm, I'm gonna be consistent and I'm gonna be active at this and um, that is what I truly learned from the books I will teach you to be rich intelligent investor um, and all these other books so I advise you all my friends audiences and people listening to this i just i just think it's best off if we start investing i mean compound interest albert Einstein calls it the eighth wonder of the world works to our advantage i mean m- why shouldn't we invest i mean go convince mao pa let's do this man i mean if you look at this at like a long-term perspective you won't regret it and plus it's not like you need it's not, It's it's. There's this false. This this false understanding that investing is for the rich and only rich people get to invest. I mean, come on. Yeah. So I didn't want to do it. So yeah. Um. Uh. Sorry, there was an interruption. There was a phone call that I interrupted with the podcast. Anyways. So that is my take. For, I I hope you. I hope from all this you can understand or I hope there's a thing or two you've learned from. Uh, my investing experience so thank you very much you guys have a happy friday afternoon if you're in salaam that is i mean if you're in east africa that is and um i hope to i hope you'll hear from me again next week friday um stay safe stay active stay alert matt out <laughs>